Welcome to the Sporting Life podcast in association with Skybet. Welcome to episode eight of the Sporting Life Darts podcast, starring three-time world champion John Part and our very own resident darts expert, Chris Hammer, uh, and me, Dom. Uh, chaps, welcome to the show. Hi, Dom. Hi, John. Hi. How are you all doing? Yeah, good. The snow's finally gone. <laughs> In fact, John, the, the snow seemed to disappear as soon as you left the country. I don't know if that's a coincidence or... Yeah, I, I you know I kind of take credit. It snowed like three, four times, and at, at three different times over the time I was there. So in the last few weeks, so it must have been me. Yeah. <laughs> Apologies uh, extended. Oh, it's fine. I, I wouldn't take credit for it if I were you. There are a lot of unhappy Brits around. Yeah. Um, not very happy with yeah. the, the delays caused by the snow. Anyway, uh, later <laughs> we'll be discussing all things Premier League as well as John's next batch of predictions and best bets for Thursday's action in Glasgow. But first. We've had quite a lot of listener questions and listener emails about improving their own darts game. So we were thinking, what can we do with these questions? Um, we were asking one or two each week and it was getting a bit laborious. So we wanted to make it into an actual feature. So Chris, in his wisdom, has decided to start a new segment um, called Check Up with Dr. Darth. See what I've done there? I, I do. I check out. I would like to. Doctor. I would like to distance myself from that. <laughs> if anyone has better ideas, do send them in. Yeah, that's a it's, great idea. It's a fluid show. We <laughs> we mix things up. Anyway, so regular listen listeners, as, as you've alluded to, will know John has often given tips and advice, technical and mental sort of tips, um, and it's helped me no end. And we, and so that's why we thought we'd make it a regular feature. Um, and if it's helped me. It can help anyone. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, yeah, I, theoretically, yeah. Yeah. Um, we would joke about it, but last week we be- we discussed the best kind of practice games to play on your own or with a f- with a, a playing partner. And John, we'll get onto the one that John said to do alone later. But the one he said with a partner, he says you basically can't beat the good old fashioned one one games. So this past week, I thought I want to put all these tips into practice. But I've only got one darts playing friend, and he was unavailable this week. So step forward, my mum. <laughs> right? Interesting. She's 70. She's the height of a miniature Jockey Wilson and hadn't thrown a dart for 40 years. So you really wanted to push yourself yeah. when trying out this game. Yeah, but believe it or not, she wasn't too bad. She didn't miss the ball. I gave her a few practice goes. So I then said to her, right, John Park wants me to practice his 101 game. So I explained the rules. She didn't know about finishing on a double. But she was excited that she'd be finally playing a game of darts. She'd never really played on my Finally before. getting the attention from yeah. the son that she deserves. So I said, I'll start. So I went, trouble 19, single four, double tops, game over. She didn't get a go. I can't believe you're bragging about beating your mum at darts, Chris. It's embarrassing. <laughs> We've got a world that's horrible. The <laughs> that's a, that's uh, just exactly the yeah. competitive spirit you need, though. Well, you yeah, have to have took a leaf out of your book, John, because you've damaged many... Uh, Aspiring players' dreams. Including you know. yours last week, yeah. I yeah. seem to remember. <laughs> anyway, the, 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 to cut a long story short, I've improved my game because of this other game John told us about practising every finish from two up to 101. And it's a brilliant game. It's, it, I've, I've been addicted to it this week. And it helps you hit your singles well, your contingency shots, knowing which is your favourite doubles, how to finish. All right, OK, well, I'm going to try and dash your dreams. John, let's... Let's let's try and put Chris to rights here. How long, John, would it take you to get to 101 when playing this game, roughly? Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, uh, anywhere from 40 minutes to an hour sort of thing. <laughs> Chris, I didn't ask, how long does it take you to get to 101? Well, I have got the 101 against my mum, as I mentioned. I, got that I don't think the, that counts. I got that in the bag early, and I'm up to 64. In how a lot, a week? A week, but in... <laughs> 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 not going very well. It's, no, but it's, it, it's a, honestly, I've got a lot better. And John, will t- I mean, he's a world, world champion. He's been playing the game many years. He'll appreciate it's not a game you can just, anyone of sort of my standard, you know, an all right sort of standard. It's not something you can just go and blitz in an hour unless you of a top standard. Would you agree with that, John? Well, yeah, I would say uh, top, you know, professionals should be able to do it in an hour or so. Some quicker than others. Depends if you don't get stuck. Once in a while, you get stuck, no matter how supposedly easy an outshot is. Sometimes it is the ones you would think would be easy because then you kind of trip yourself up. But, yeah, no, uh, it's reasonable enough to manage to do every day if you got an hour, yeah. if you're a pro. I mean, I've been doing it, John. I don't know. I mean, obviously, you're always going to be hitting the singles you're aiming at, obviously, the big numbers. But for Not the- always. Cost me on the weekend. I, oh, really? Yeah, I, I had a match with Terry Jenkins on yeah. Saturday, and uh, I was playing quite well. And, uh, and in fact, I ended up the match four out of four on doubles. But I had a one ten. What was it? A one ten? Yeah, one ten. Where I hit the sixty, and then I, I hit a one right on the wire. It was close enough. I had to ask, but it still was a one nonetheless. So it cost me. It cost my chance for a double. Right, I see. But I was going to say. So those singles are all important. And, no matter how you practice, you're still going to miss sometimes, right? Right, because when I was playing this game, if I didn't say I hit the wrong bed, say I just went one bed, bed too big, I wouldn't try and finish from there. I'd I, I'd have to try and if I say I'm on 64, and I yeah. d- don't hit my so I go go into the wrong bed. I'm not going to try and finish from that new score. I've only I'm only allowed to try and finish it. No, oh, yeah, you can finish from any anything in the side of the three darts. Yeah, you just don't carry over again. Right, okay. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it, the main thing is you start with something and it's gone by the time you hit, you throw in your three dots. So, right, so you don't yeah, have to... Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't play you have to do it in the, the predetermined. prescribed manner. Right, okay. This is part of it. Gets your, it gets your mental ability to adjust on the fly. And, and it also, because you, you're doing this, you're practicing this, that uh, pretty soon most of the misses you encounter during a real game, uh, there's absolutely no mystery uh, what 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 you have left when when you do miss because you've, you've done it in practice as well. Right. Well, it's not that you're trying to miss, but you, if you're doing this routine every day for quite a while, then uh, you do see most things occurring. Well, this is why I'm probably at 64 because I've been have I'm, I've only let myself do it the the predetermined route. I set a route. Oh, the double double. Yes, I see. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel I feel like I've stumbled into a Chris's personal therapy session yeah. or something. <laughs> I, love to th- I just you know I love these sort of games trying to get better at it. You can't just keep throwing at twenties all the time. What? Well, yeah, I'd love to say I agree, but I'm, I'm I don't really. But interestingly, for me anyway, <laughs> I've actually ordered a dartboard, a unicorn one no less, PDC approved. It said yeah. on Amazon and well reviewed. So I'm gonna and I'm gonna John part approved. And John Park, yeah. whoa, excellent. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna start trying this stuff. I think yeah. now we've got a regular sector section. I'm gonna see if I can improve. See how far you go. Well, improve my darts, start my darts. <laughs> my objective, my long term goal is. I know John said I didn't have a future in last week in reaching the very top, which is fair enough. But I want to win a like a regional medal or something, a little trophy, a pub trophy, something. Oh, well, I bet your mum's been out today yeah. and bought you one from a key cutter. <laughs> I will do it. With, with all these tips, I will win something in darts. Like a deep, not like just 
Well, if this podcast yeah, has served in- anything, it's to improve your own game. Well, you're not including a wooden spoon, then? No. no. <laughs> Just a, a gold medal of some kind. Um, be- ah, okay. <laughs> be- before we move on, John, for next week, do you have another pearl of wisdom or a new practice game Chris and all those other darts lovers who are desperate to improve their games can work on this week? Um, no. Oh. <laughs> okay. I will follow up, though. I, I think it is important. And, uh, and one, one of the things I like about that routine of the finishes, and now this isn't to just go on about that, but one of the elements of practicing where I think you needed to, um, I like that you don't have to think too much. Like, obviously, yeah, you're learning your outshots with the finishing. So yeah. you, you guess there's a certain element of thought in there. But, um, what I'm getting at is it, it's pretty much you, you keep doing it till you're finished doing it. And it's a process and it's, it's a toil, it's a labor and it takes as long as it takes. It's not like a prescribed amount of time. It, it's actually a prescribed task. And I think if you're practicing out shots, say, or sorry, scoring, let's get to the scoring. Like, um, I would say, choose a task for yourself, like to say, hit, uh, well, I don't know what level of players you might be saying, but let's say you're giving yourself an hour or two to practice. So uh, maybe say I have to hit five 180s and uh, 25 140s and uh, 50 tons or something. You know, give yourself uh, a task and then let yourself just go through the, the process of, of, of completing the task. And there's not much thinking involved, but you will want to concentrate to get it over with. Yeah, because uh, if you're not hitting any of those things, then you're just there forever, aren't you? So it forces you to deal with the task, but without you're, you're not uh, overwhelmed with uh, thinking and thought processes. You're you're allowing your physical uh, side to take over, and uh, things become more automatic and, and and muscle memory and that sort of thing. So I, I think there's there's some wisdom in in choosing practice routines when you're by yourself that aren't like, okay, I'll throw for an hour and throw at 20s. No, it's just instead say, I'm going to hit so many of this and so many of that, and it takes what it takes, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. I would say anyone who wants to improve, just stick at these 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 sort of games, and you, you will. I, I'm seeing improvements. I think we all can. So, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to, to getting cracking yeah. with it. Um, anyway, it's probably time for us to, to move on to some proper darts news. If you've skipped ahead on your podcast app, this is where you want to be now. <laughs> it's, uh, it's dart news. Uh, firstly, uh, last week we saw MVG Stace top of the Premier League, but only just on leg difference, thanks to Michael Smith's 7-1 destruction of Peter Wright, who lost by the same scoreline the previous week. John, do you expect Michael Smith to maintain this form and stay in the top four? And is Snakebite beginning to look like being cut adrift? Uh, well, yeah, but both, yes to both those. Uh, I, you know, definitely Peter Wright is in, in, in big trouble and spinning, and, you know, people see this, and for whatever the cause, uh, the perception of weakness is there that just gives confidence to any opponent. So, yeah, it's not a good thing. And it needs a really nice, strong performance to sort of shake that off and uh, sort of get the fear back into his opposition. Michael Smith, um, well, you know, I would love to say he'll continue. You know, he's been so so reliable and, and good and, and as a pick over this course of the year. But, you know, I, I think unfortunately, you know, this week with, with playing MVG, I, I, I think 
the MVG comes out and takes the win. And uh, no, despite Michael Smith, um, I, how well he's been playing, I, I just think uh, Van Gerwen is, is just stronger mentally and more experienced. And uh, obviously this match means top of the table and uh, so much to him. And he's going to have his full focus there. You know, he won uh, one of the events on the weekend and, you know, I think everything is right with Michael Van Gerwen. So I don't think Michael, I think Michael Smith is, you know, definitely, well, I mean, he's at the top of the table for a reason. I, I don't think it's like, okay, he's out of position at number two. He's earned to be number two and he's playing like a number two. And he probably is the second best player in the league with uh, maybe possibly Rob Cross looking back at form, he might be fighting for the second position as well in terms of not the actual ranking, but just in terms of overall form. Sure. Well, you mentioned the weekend's darts there. Of course, you were there as well, John. Um, Gary Anderson's 27-match unbeaten run came to an end when he's uh, when losing 6-1 to MVG, um, averaging 108, which is incredible, really. Uh, MVG went on to win Saturday's title, but it was Ian White who triumphed on Sunday. So nice to see a different winner for a change, John. Well, yeah, um, you know, these, these are hard, long days and, and long weekends. And I guess it's, you know, once you played Saturday, it's just a little harder to find a, a full tank on the Sunday. Um, but yeah, Ian White, a good win there. Um, and we see MVG lose to Jermaine Watamina. So sort of, you know, does it mean much I, in, in terms of MBG? I don't think so. I just think, you know, when somebody comes up with the performance, uh, which is capable of beating MBG, sometimes they actually do. Because just because you play a performance capable of beating them doesn't mean you will win. It's just you put yourself in with a chance, I guess. Because anytime you're at that level, and as you said, with Gary Anderson, 108 and he loses, uh, you're, you're just giving yourself a chance against a top player, another top player. So, um there's no guarantees, but yeah, it was uh, pretty solid weekend uh, for Michael overall, and uh, I, I think he's he's really happy where he is at this point. John, you, you mentioned there that it can it can be quite draining playing on the Saturday and and the Sunday. Does does it does it take quite a lot of uh, of energy? I know that darts has, has received criticism in the past that you know it's not really an athletic sport. Can it be called a sport, etc. Blah blah blah, but I mean, it must be it must be pretty tiring taking part in in so many events. Yeah, yeah, of course it is, and uh, you know, the, the, the physical energy is related to the mental energy, and um, you know, so yeah, I mean, you, you could scoff and say, well, you know, you don't have to be an athlete to to throw a dart, but uh, to, to get the consistency the physical performance consistent, uh, consistent. Sometimes your, your head feels good, but your just arms worn out. But, uh, yeah. So there's an advantage to, to fitness and darts. So I think it is athletic, but it also, although it's not highly, uh, you know, high performance athleticism, it is certainly still athleticism and the, the mental energy required to be focused and to deliver with the consistency you need is, is highly taxing. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think it's a never ending pool. Uh, certainly when you are confident and you have to use, use up less of that and, and your muscle memory is really good. Uh, that's can let you coast a little bit on that side, but, uh, everybody will get tired eventually. 
show. It's like the um, World Stare Out Championship. Did you ever watch that on Big Train? No. And beads of sweat running down the competitors. What? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, move on. Chris has lost his mind, everybody. Do, do, do eyeballs pop out or anything? Yeah, well, almost, I yeah. watched that. There's a few characters. I'll, uh, I'll look it up yeah. on YouTube okay. later, definitely. Um, <laughs> right, it's now time for more Premier League darts predictions uh, for this week's action in Glasgow. First up, we see Daryl Gurney, who's still without a win, taking on Mensor Sulevich. Yeah, pretty meaningful game here for the two of them, uh, both on four points. And right now, uh, four points is going to be going out if it ended right now. Uh, Peter Wright on four. Uh, it's below the line on the legs, difference thing, as he's been hammered the last couple of weeks. But uh, nobody's in, has been consigned yet, really. I mean, any, anybody can escape from there because there's enough guys down in that picture that and anybody, including uh, Gerwin Price, can make a case for, for still surviving at least judgment night. Um, but certainly in the overall picture, to finish in the top four, I think this is a, a very, very big game for both the two, Menser and, and, and Daryl. Uh, you, you're not going to have too many opponents uh, that are in the bottom half to play. So when you do, you, you have to get your two points. It's it's a pretty old cliche now in our in our darts Premier League, but uh, it, it's true. You, you just these these are the matches where you can really make moves uh, or, or stay where you should be to win. Um, I think that Mensah has played consistently and well enough. Um, he's had a bit of bad luck when he's lost in terms of performances against him. And uh, last week was no exception. Rob Cross, to me, for the first time in the Premier League, looked like the Rob Cross was the world champion. And, uh, well, I mean, it was a bit of a lopsided, a lopsided score, but uh, I don't think it was so much Mincer, uh as it was Rob. So I, I'm going to stick with thinking that Metzer can hang on and get a win against Darrell, who's going to be scoring well, but he's just a little too iffy, a little too often. So I kind of like uh, to go with the the low player performance for Metzer on this one, because you can get three to one, and you only need two 180s and an 82 finish uh, with the win. Sounds good. Um, so next up, we, I think we know what, who you're going to pick to win this one. Michael Van Gerwen against Michael Smith in the top of the table clash. Yeah, oh, I think I, I, there was a spoiler alert. Spoiler. Okay, it was a throw spoiler. That back. Spoiler yeah. alert. Uh, don't listen. Yeah, because it's a big mystery. No one would have thought I was picking Michael Van Gerwen. But uh, yeah, I, I just... You know, I'll be honest, though, about this, that Michael Smith is certainly capable of turning up and winning that match. He's, he's, he is he has been a very class player and, and gotten points at times, but he still he doesn't have the full package like MVG mentally. And uh, that doesn't mean he doesn't have a chance, but it, what it does mean is uh, Van Gerwen is is most likely to win this match and win well, given the situation where he's playing the guy he wants to get ahead of to be top of the table by himself. So, uh, you know, I don't even think a draw and Vanger would be, would be very displeased with a draw. He wants to be clear top of the table. End of. So I, I like Vanger when here and I like his, uh, medium player performance where he gets, uh, 
he needs uh, four 180s, I guess, over three and a half, so, and over the 111.5 out. That sounds very realistic, and those numbers uh, sound good because to me because uh, although I do think he'll win, um, playing against Michael Smith, you do have the prospect that it'll be a, a high number of legs, at least because of the quality of play. Okay, the third fixture uh, fixture on Thursday sees Gary Anderson taking on Simon Whitlock. Yeah, and um, well, Gary's still not where he wants to be at all in the in the table. Uh, he's in sixth position alone with five points, two points out of the top uh, out of fourth spot, which is Simon Whitlock. So. Um, he should be highly focused for a win to go level with Simon and uh, maybe even uh, ahead because of leg difference. He could possibly be behind even if he wins on leg difference, but at least he'd be level on points. And, um, uh, you know, I just, I don't think Simon's is playing as well as he could be. He had a pretty negative weekend uh, result wise and, um, didn't really do too much at all. And I think Gary Anderson will put the pressure on and his class will show here. Um, I, I like him for the just the all-out match treble where he has to outdo Simon on the 180s in the high out shot and win the match because that, that'll pay 11 to 4. You know, it's, it's not super spectacular, but I think it's a – a pretty solid prospect is, is if Gary turns up, which generally of late, he's been super hot and, and played well, even in the Premier League where he hasn't won or just got draws. Right. Well, the next one I think is probably the most intriguing of the night because you've got the Peter Wright who's in during a torrid time against Barney who's showing signs that he might be coming back. He had a, He rested for the weekend though, didn't he? Yeah, well, he's probably right to do so. Uh, I think, uh, you know, I've, we've seen guys skip weekends that are in the Premier League and we've seen some of them play one day. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean they're resting, but at least they're resting from the competitive atmosphere uh, if they're doing an exhibition or something instead. Or maybe they are. Um, never quite sure. But um, I, I just have to feel that you know, Raymond's ahead. He's in a better position. He has less pressure on him, and a lot of pressure's on Peter right here. Um, although, although Raymond isn't in the top four, and, you know, he's not thinking about judgment night. He's, he's thinking about being there on the final night because he knows what it's like to be there and to win. And, uh, you know, the field this year, uh, is it any tougher than the year he actually won, at least what the top four were with him and Phil and Michael and Gary Anderson um, when Raymond won. But uh, I think, you know, Raymond is, is sort of just been going about his business and, and maybe it hasn't looked spectacular, but on the other hand, it, it, it's been very workable. And uh, certainly you can't say that about Peter at the moment. So I think I got to go with Raymond here and, um, like the last match, I, I like the match treble idea because Raymond's pretty good with high finishes and, and 180s as well. So uh, you could pay five to one on that one. Uh, I think that's uh, a decent uh, idea. 
Okay, sweet. Uh, it is dangerous, though, because obviously Peter Wright needs to fix something fast, but when you're that far out of control, it's hard to maybe get a grip on it. Sure. Well, the final fixture of the evening sees Rob Cross, who's finding his feet in the Premier League. He's got four straight wins, uh, taking on Gerwin Price, who still has no wins, Just uh, is just on the two points. Well, yeah, and uh, Gerwin, he, he might might have played better than what his two points uh, say, but um, I guess when you're talking about the best dart players in the world and you know, one of the things that comes up are averages, but the other, the other thing, if it's not averages, we talk about timing and, and knowing when to hit things and to, that's what makes you champions and such. And that's probably where Gerwin's been lacking. And, uh, that's probably why Rob Cross is the world champion. I mean, he's, he's, Seems unflappable when he's at his best and, and hits out shots when he needs them and 180s when he does, needs them. And, uh, he, you know, he certainly pulled that performance against Menser last week that uh, showed every bit of that. So I, mean, I can't find a way of thinking uh, any other result of, of Rob Cross winning that match. Um, now, I've gone for three could consecutive match treble bets. It's only 15 to 8 with this one. But um, I think it's fair enough. Um, and uh, it's a probably a pretty good value as well. Um, so, yeah, I'm like just like Rob Cross and this is all together. Okay, before we move on to find out John's all-important treble selection, uh, Chris, which of those bets do you fancy? Which would you like to second? Well, I'm glad he said Barney to it. I'm not normally, I don't normally bet on Barney because I, he, he can be inconsistent. But at the moment, with Peter Wright how he is, I think he's a he's a good bet on his own just to win at five to four. But I do like the trip with the match trouble as well. So I'd say Barney. Chris smells blood. Yeah. He smells the blood he's going in. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I mean, I like. I mean, as always, I like them all. But that's the one I would, I would probably. Going okay. on. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris and John have spoken. Yeah. Uh, John, it's what everybody's here for. It's treble time. <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm I'm very disappointed in, in my record. I, I think the picks have been solid enough, if you could say such a thing without getting them right. But <laughs> Such is the nature know, of the game, I'm, John. I'm, I'm, I really am after a good winner. And when I say good winner, I'm, I mean one that wins. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I am going very short this week with MVG, Gary Anderson, and Rob Cross. Get, we're getting a winner. And if one of those win. gentlemen cares to trip me up, so be it. Yeah. <laughs> See, when that win, it just t- it, it turns the corner. It just sort of breaks the shackles, doesn't it? And then and then you go on to the next week and yeah, uh, and further. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean. I don't think I've been like way out there with my picks, taking all kinds of chances either. So. Yeah, yeah, I just trying to find some some solid ground here. Well, I have to say, if we did tell you the story about the Sporting Life football accumulator, yeah, you'd make, feel a lot better. You'd feel a lot better. <laughs> but I don't, our listeners, oh right, okay. our, our listeners won't want to hear that because they, well, 
they send us all kinds of Chris you've yeah. said enough yeah. <laughs> you've said enough um, I'm afraid everybody that that is all we've got time for this week thanks for tuning in we'll be back of course next week with more from John Part on Premier League darts if you want more or you have a question for John or Dr what was it Dr Darth Maple yeah. whatever Chris's check fantasy up. is check, check up um, <laughs> you, you can yeah, check up with the you doc. can uh, find out more and send your question to us at sportinglife.com or via social media Twitter is at sportinglife and Facebook is facebook.com forward slash Sporting Life Official. We'll uh, see you next week. Thanks again for listening to the Sporting Life podcast in association with Skybet.